The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. <laughs> I didn't see him hit the start button. I did. It was a cold open. <laughs> Google Grenache Gris. And that's the episode, folks. <laughs> Wikipedia will do better than we will. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Look at the color of this wine. See you next week. Grenache Gris, white grape. Beautiful stuff. Wine right? Searcher says it's a variety, but it also maybe is just Grenache Blanc. What does Grenache Gris taste like? We'll find out. It's <laughs> Grenache <Excellent>. Well, <laughs> well what, what is the... I mean... I mean, they're showing, they're showing pictures of, I mean, what to me look like Grenache grapes that are just struggling to color. Right. And which is totally like a Grenache thing, right? You know, but you I, know. I, now, you know, Casey Graybill, I think he's probably going to listen and he'll pipe in. But I thought he told me that he was getting some grapes and it was Grenache Gris and there was very little bit of it around. So this is what I've heard too. Yeah. As far okay, and we could totally be wrong, but as far as I understand TTB what we're listen. doing, yeah, nobody from the TTB. <laughs> All right, just turn one, off one second. <laughs> turn off the podcast. Hey everybody, we are the winemakers. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm John Myers with Brian Casey, Bart Hansen, Sam Katuri, and Hillary Klein this morning. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. Thanks this for is having me. Be fun. VP Welcome of to the Marketing show. and DTC. There you go. Yep. How important is that? Oh, big title wow. <laughs> no i mean yeah. dtc yes How DTC. Is that? yes and that's newer for me so that is within the last year i've kind of taken over the tasting room operations which has been a learning curve and lots of stuff going on in tasting rooms well i these just days i can't tell you how spectacular your land is i mean where you are coming into sonoma it's just unbelievable place beautiful yeah, Beautiful thank spot. you. My dad, I think, got very, very lucky when he found that property. And I think that location has just been huge for us. It's so it's, you know, 45 minutes from San Francisco, kind of re the real gateway to Sonoma. So. But I want to know who does the signs. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to ask. I know I'm home. I, mean, I just yes. drove past it yesterday. <laughs> right. and I know I'm home. And it was when there's was, a new it, pun right. on the Klein uh, sign. Some wine stuff. For a Klein. fine wine. Yes. Try the Klein line. Yes. <laughs> it, I have to tell you guys. That is the first thing everybody asked me about. So I, I have to give my dad kudos to but, that. But do you, are, I mean, are you on repeat now and we just don't know? Or is there pressure? <laughs> yeah, who's it's coming like, up with like, who's got the sign? have definitely seen some repeats in there. But yeah, there definitely are some repeats of the, the absolute favorites, you know, like you inclined for meant to be. That's a big one. <laughs> oh, excellent. Uh, yeah, there's, but people send them in all the time. Um, and then our tasting room staff comes up with a ton of them and our marketing team. We have fun with it. Every, anyone in the whole company can come I, up I with I mean, them, it's so. kind of like the clover um, right. thing. And, you know, they used to put that out Tip to people. Tip through your stuff. tulips. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, it, I've always thought it has that same spirit, which I love. Well, it is. The, the, there's always one of those at the Sears Point turnoff. Yes. It's yes. like the bookends. of You get two puns. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Sonoma. <laughs> I do think it's such a welcome to Sonoma. I think it sets the vibe for Sonoma, like casual, fun wine country. We're more a little more relaxed. 
over here. Yes. Well, and, and <laughs> then things are other places you can imagine yeah. down in your area. I mean, for the first time in a long time, we went to Cornerstone the other day to hear a band Sunday mm. afternoon. It was just nice, free. Yeah. Sun, food, wine. Right. Yeah, it's great. I yes. enjoy the place. Unfortunately, it's owned by a weird dude. <laughs> so, Hillary. Can, no comments. Can, can, moving. So, don't have sponsors. Exactly. <laughs> so, Hillary. For those of you interested in advertising, start... email mountaincabernet at gmail.com. Can we start with when the family started farming? Can yes. We start, can we start way back then? Because I, I don't know the story and... Yeah, so it's it, it's a really interesting story actually, and it involves hot tubs. So my, <laughs> so you know it's gonna be good. Hot tub time machine. Here we yes, go. Yes, exactly. So if we get in the hot tub time machine back to uh, blah, blah, blah. the early 1900s, my great grandfather and his family were came over from Italy. Uh, it was a really rough time in Italy, and there was just a lot more opportunity in America. The whole American dream. They were the Jacuzzi family. Uh, they came over, worked in different parts of California, and eventually settled in the East Bay um, in Berkeley. And there they started a company called Jacuzzi Brothers, and they made airplane propellers. Then they made agricultural water pumps. And then they eventually ended up inventing the hot tub, which right. is their most famous invention. Um, but during that time... <laughs> Wait, sorry. <laughs> okay, so I'm picturing water pump and yes. propellers... Yeah. Which then, like, whose idea was it one day, let's combine these things totally. and put it into a <laughs> bathtub? Well, well first of all, what year was it? So they moved here in 1907. But was the, the hot tub part. Oh, the hot tub didn't come until much later. That happened in, like, the 50s. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was a really long story. And there's a book that I just read, actually, that was very interesting. I think more interesting to me because it's my family. So... I recommend it if you're maybe a little bit bored and into need something hot tubs. to read. We, you know what? If you're into hot tubs. We have some but... people that might look for that book. <laughs> yes. We have about 2,000 copies at the winery. So. <laughs> um, Half off for yeah, podcast listeners. Exactly. <laughs> Buy 10, get one free. <laughs> uh, but one of the brothers was like a very genius inventor. And he was, aviation was just like coming into play kind of um, when they started their company and they, invented propellers and then um one of their propellers the toothpick propeller was used in world war one like they were successful with that but then there was a really bad crash with one of the brothers and a business associate so after that happened they got completely out of propellers they almost went bankrupt and then the genius brother came up with the agricultural water pump and that's when they bought a ranch out in Contra Costa where they started farming grapes okay Um, the hot tub came later when one of them one, there were 13 brothers and sisters, and I don't know all their names. There's, there's a trend in the family. Yes, there's I a trend see. in the family. So <laughs> one of them had a son that was born with a, like early onset rheumatoid arthritis. And so the inventor of the family combined the two things that they had worked on. These water pumps that were a specific type of jet water pump where you shoot water down and it makes it come up. You guys probably know more about that kind of thing than I do. But um. Uh, so they combined that with the propeller and made like a hydrotherapy bath that looked like almost like a toaster thing you put in the bathtub and it was sold as a medical device forever. And then someone got electrocuted. For the record, (laughs) disclaimer, please do not try this at home. No toasters in the bathtub. Yeah. Do not not put Let's not make toasters in the bathtub jokes. (laughs) Good call. Unless we're on a Bill Murray movie or something. 
<laughs> but I think during this time, they were traditional Italian families. So they had a ranch out in Contra Costa and there were uh, old vineyards planted on it. So some of the old growth, more Vedra, Carignan, Zinfandel was already on the property yeah, when they cool. purchased it. And that was like a secondary business for one of the brothers was farming the grapes and selling them. Okay. So that was my great grandfather who had the ranch. And so your dad grew up out there. He actually grew up in LA. His mom moved down to LA. Sorry. That's all right. We can give you a second. <coughs> I have a cough drop. Grenache Gris is not Grenache Blanc. Just tasting no. it. Right? right. I mean, Francis no. Robinson says there's the article that you were uh, that Grenache Gris is a variety. Right. Yeah. I'm looking at the pictures of it, though, and I think that basically you just take Grenache Noir that has whatever, like... Hasn't gone through that the hasn't. Well, no, completely? and I think it's just that it, it... If you go out into a vineyard full of Grenache vines, uh, you're going to find a dozen that just Arm. don't color. Right. And I imagine that, you know, over the course of doing that regularly, you could take cuttings from just those vines and essentially create Grenache that doesn't have any color. But genetically, my assumption would be that it's the same as (coughs) Grenache Noir. Right. Meaning uh, that you're fine if the TTV listens to this episode. um, Well, because it's it's basically the same, you know. What about Pinot Gris as opposed to Pinot Pinot? Pinot Noir, Pinot, Pinot, and and there's Pinot Blanc. Pinot Blanc, Pinot Gris is right. Pinot, and and I mean it's a mutation. It's a mutation. So, so that's essentially kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Um, I think what Hillary has done is made like white Pinot. She has made white Grenache. Yeah, we've made white Pinot. Yeah, white Grenache. White Grenache. I mean, the fact is, is it tastes great. Yeah. um, Well, it's like halfway between white wine and rosé, right? (coughs) Which is kind of where you'd want it to land, right? Hmm. Yeah. Which I've seen a lot of, especially with Grenache, like you've seen some rosé that is like, you have to hold it up to the light. Oh, we've yeah. made rosé that you have <laughs> yeah. to do that. Yeah. 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 Hillary, there are a lot of names on this business card. Yes. Okay. Can you go through all of these all properties? All the brands of... Yeah. Yeah, so Jacuzzi, we started that in honor of my great-grandfather. So we make Italian, California Italian varieties out there. It's all about kind of celebrating the farmers that still hold on to like Sangiovese... Sagrantino, like we do everything interesting there, Italian wines. Um, and then we actually import some Italian wines as well. You guys, didn't you do a Syrah in Italy? We do. Yes. Yeah. That's the Casa de Brands. Yeah. Um, it's a GSM from Italy. It's awesome. We found them because they're some of the only people growing more Ved in Italy. Um, I had that one. It's good. Yep. And then we also make olive oil out at the olive press. We do all kind of extra virgin olive oils and, and a lot of other people's olive you want me oil to take too. over i'll take over for gust <laughs> yes thank you thank so you. i think your dad bought a piece of property in the petaluma gap in the yes. late 80s uh, actually early 90s so early like around 90s. 90 94 but it was yeah. a couple properties right yes two two yeah mm-hmm. and everyone asked him what the hell are you doing he said we're gonna go gra- grow grapes and they said you're absolutely insane because no one it's yes. too cold one of the first <laughs> grape growers in the petaluma gap yeah 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 and totally. so hillary and megan basically grew up on this property mm-hmm. and now you guys are making wine 
Yes, very small amounts of Pinot, Chard, Chard Pinot, and, and Syrah. Syrah. Of course. And the Syrah is, yes. they're all amazing, actually. I've had them all and are big fans of all of the wines, yes. but the Syrah is especially really good. It's so, like, yeah. cool climate Syrah. Yes. I think all wine people love it because it's yeah. so complex, changes so much in the glass. Yeah. Yeah. And so who's actually making that wine? Is it you? It's mostly Tom and Megan. Yeah. Okay. Tom and Megan. Yeah. Okay. Under the gust. Is that the same for Jacuzzi also? Tom and our, we have a new winemaker named Katie Hoggins. She came over, um, she was at Kenwood for a very long time. Right. Yeah. I did recognize that name. She's, they're both Kiwi. Both Tom and our new winemaker, Katie, are both New Zealanders. So we Get like the Kiwi. for Australians all the time. I've right. seen it happen in live. <laughs> well, Tom, we had Tom on the show a long many, time many ago, years yeah. ago. Yeah. But, he, maybe he had just started with Klein then? Yeah, or I think it was right was... when Charlie had retired. Yes, oh, okay. Yeah, Charlie retired and he was went from assistant winemaker to winemaker. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's and he has been amazing. Like, he worked at some very high-end different places and is just bringing some new techniques and different practices into our cellar. So I think we've seen the wines evolve a lot since he's taken over and... I love Charlie so much, though. Like he is such an amazing yeah. person. I don't know if he ever came on, but he's no. He's but one he of would the good, best he would good to have on because he's got some good history there and worked for some great people. Mm-hmm. I, you've probably heard him referred to as Charlie Single Head of Lettuce. <laughs> that's a that's a good way. Right? That's a good so, way. Good to way to kind of remember name. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we should tell you. So Hillary is just getting back from Mexico. <laughs> I'm d- Slightly dying here. for yeah. the week and just landed <laughs> last night. So give her a break. She's uh, Thank you. probably Thank been you in so clubs, uh, screaming, no, doing no, the no Macarena. Clubs, no clubs. <laughs> Macarena for a week. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, this is this is the first morning I felt the allergies. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Totally, I sat down totally. here and sneezed yeah. about five times. It's just, you know. I mean, it's the super bloom, right? It's, yeah. yeah. Everything's about to... Grapes are starting to bloom. The olives are blooming. Mm-hmm. Everything else. Yeah, it's a pretty epic time to be in Sonoma, though. Pretty. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Dad grew up in L.A. Yes, he grew up in L.A. and was like, a, "Thank <laughs> oh, you guys, thank Show? you so much." By the way, but so he grew up in L.A. was a total surf bum. Got into huge trouble all the time. So he was sent during summers to go live with his grandparents. On the boring ranch up in Contra Costa. Got it. Uh, just to kind of get away from the city. He was one of nine. So, you know, it's hard to wrangle all those kids. There we go. Yes. But he... Rent out giant buildings for family reunions. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, but just he... build them. Yeah, there you go. That's more his speed, I feel like. But um, he realized you could actually work in agriculture. And I think growing up in L.A., you don't know that necessarily. Like, his dad was a lawyer. Right. So I think he was really inspired by that and ended up going to UC Davis for viticulture, came back and started making like serious wines from the grapes out there, which not many people had been doing. Right. And saw some really early success with like his first and second vintages, like 92 from Wine Spectator, and he was selling it for like 10 bucks a bottle. So I think he got really, really lucky with his family having invested in this amazing place that phylloxera can't survive so it's some of the oldest yeah. vines in california out there so phylloxera can't survive no, no. it's in, in the sand it's in sand so they yeah. have 130 year old movedra mm. vines out there. bone rooted like yeah. dry farmed everything so 
You never had that at the Golden Bear? <laughs> no. Uh, so from the from the highway, it wasn't McLaren Syrah <laughs> to go oh, with the fries it. and thighs and stop <laughs> it. Um, one trick pony. How's it going, Steve? Shout out to Steve Law. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, from the street, when you're driving by on the highway, where does your property go? Does it go up the mountain, or is the, it all that winery property? Yeah. So it yes, it goes up that mountain. If you look, we call it Hatstrap Hill. Because it's super windy. Carneros is like the windiest place on the planet. So. The the story goes that when the missionaries came to Sonoma Valley, right, they were going to put the mission basically where yeah where the, that property where is. the property yeah. is, yeah. and it was too windy, and they moved up Valley to Sonoma yes. and created the plaza as we know it. Exactly, Wailupa yeah. was what they called it, which was like the a native word for like windy as fuck or something like that. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but the loose, property has... Loose translation, John. <laughs> loose translation. <laughs> the property's been blessed, and that's why we do the Easter sunrise service every year out there. So, highly recommend you guys come to that. And Tell me about a, it. And you have a model of the... You mm-hmm. have a, a display on the missions. Yes, we do. Yeah, we have the mission models that were built for the uh, World's Fair in right. 1939. That we display there, so that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's Sam. You'll see. It's when they do California history. It's key to take the kids right to um, to see those to build your sugar cube mission replica. Yes. I yeah. don't know if they're still doing it though. I, don't think, I think. So. I don't yeah. think, so. think they did it, and it was done out of clay. It was right. Pretty. pretty what are these? Cool. Uh, I went to hippie schools. Uh, I didn't do Easter it. service. You of course. It's a uh, St. Francis puts on an Easter service every year out there. Uh, it's it's at sunrise, so I've actually missed it the past few years. <laughs> Most but of my, my life. parents go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's packed though. There's about 400 people that came out this year, and it's just a beautiful like it's just so beautiful to watch the sunrise, you know, on Easter. And it's very symbolic. Sunrise in Carneros with you know mm-hmm. that expansive view east. It's pretty epic out there before totally. the wind. Before the wind, hopefully there's no fog. Yeah, before the winds and the afternoon yes. wind hits, yes. it's great in the morning. Just like Starts Candlestick up about Park, three p.m. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, so we we pretty much we grow in kind of these three distinct areas out in Contra Costa. So we kept a lot of the vineyards out there, and then we have that property in Carneros, and then we have property up in Petaluma Gap, also. So those are kind of like the three main areas that my family works with, and that we're able to grow our own fruit on. Because I always thought, because I had worked at the Girl and the Fig and knew knew these guys from buying, mm-hmm. we used pour the Movedra by the glass. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was weird that you guys were in Carneros, but I totally. knew you as Rhone producers. Yes. Um, and it was because your family just had this property out in Contra Costa where you had this old wine stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know how you sell that wine for what you sell it for. It is much cheaper to grow grapes out there. That and we own the property. We own a lot of property out in Contra Costa. And it's multi generational ownership yes. at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. you almost have to kind of look at it. How does some of the French wineries sell those right. wines that cheap? You know, because you know they totally. can. Yeah. Well, then, how did your so? One of the reasons we're here today is because we want to talk about Roan Rangers mm-hmm. because you guys are hosting this year. We are, and yeah. Hillary's a new board member of the <laughs> yes. organization because how she roped us into it. Yes. Well, sorry about that. She sent then, a really yeah. nice email and said, hey, I'm the board member now. Come hang out with us. And I said, okay, here's my, oh, awesome. here's, here are my but dudes. But it it's exciting that, you know, Sonoma producers are focusing on Roan varieties and, uh, you know, yeah. they're very exciting. There's a lot of diversity. There's a lot of potential, I think, still. So it'll be really fun. It's the first time they've hosted in... 
the North Coast, they've been very focused on Paso for many, many years. Yeah. So I'm yeah. really happy that we're kind of bringing them back out. And there's going to be two different events. One's going to be a tasting for consumers, uh, and everyone's invited to that. We have a special promo code. Oh, look at that. Yes. She, she brought notes. Yes. I got notes, too. Sam, she's in <laughs> marketing. Yes. Professional. Yes. Professional. Professional. Are you um, taking notes? No. I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm a, I'm a yes, marketing amateur, clearly. <laughs> Wait, let's talk about what day this is, because this, uh, this show is going to come out this week, right? Next week, we got, uh, we got Chris week. Tynan. Okay, so Chris in the can. So, okay, so this will be at um, still time, okay, so right? Plenty of time. Because yeah, yeah. end of June is the event. Yeah, June twenty fourth. Yeah, June twenty fourth. Okay, and that's the day of the tasting and the dinner. Or? And the dinner, yes. Okay. So it's a tasting until five thirty, and then there's a dinner that starts at five. That's a VIP tasting, and then a whole dinner with some Roan Ranger luminaries. Um, what does that mean? Special people, you Means. know. Bob Lindquist is coming. I mean, no way. yeah. That's... So that'll be. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was gonna say you know, you think about it, it's uh Bob, Randall, Randall, right, Fred, yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple, Cre- yeah. right, to- yeah, the yeah. the Hosses, um, uh, John Alban, yeah, but yeah, yeah, okay, cool. So that's like that'll be the original yeah. Road Rangers. Of, of, Sandra yeah. was, um, she received the Lifetime Achievement Award a few years back, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. all right, so. June twenty fourth at Klein Cellars. Yes, thirty There's wineries a, going. A ton <laughs> of people pouring wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all and from all over, from Lodi, from Paso, from the foothills, right. from Sonoma. Yeah, and we've kind of had that feeling over over the past ten years of like, hey, look at what we're doing up here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because we usually go down to Paso for yes, Rhone events. Yeah. And so we're really happy that you're hosting something. Yeah. Cool Sonoma. climate Rhone. It's like, it's such a important, right. amazing wine. So yeah. it's good. Yeah, yeah. We're excited. What, what percentage of people like that come into Klein Cellars? Are they, are they looking for Pinot or do you, then you kind of hook them on Movet or do they come in I, not really knowing what you Yeah, And I always, th- well, I think Klein and you know, this is uninformed. I, I always think Zinfandel. Yes. Oh. And that's, it's, we, it's, Zinfandel is such an interesting variety. You know, it's just had its ups Un- and downs. Under- understatement of the morning. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> we have, that's been kind of what people know us for. That's what we have in a oh. grocery store, let's right. say. But we do so much more than that. So I think when they come to Klein and they know us prior, usually it's because our Zinfandels and then they go there and they try like our red blends, our Rhone wines. Um, but, you know, a lot of people come in just visiting wine country and then we do make kind of Sonoma varieties for them also, like Cab Pinot and that kind of stuff. Right. Because mm-hmm. so, you guys, you must have Pinot on the property, right? Well, when my dad moved here, he like totally bucked and he tried, he planted Syrah, so much Syrah. Well, grenache. everybody did it. Everybody did at that time. They planted mm. so much Syrah and very little Grenache, right? Yeah. And probably exactly. just a little bit of Mouved. Yep. And Viognier. He planted Viognier, Viognier. And But he really, I mean, all the neighbors were planting Pinot and Chard for the sparkling programs. Right. But he, yeah, he did not want to do that. He was so into the roads. He still is. So. Yeah. So how does that, I mean, let's, let's, you know, for what you know, let's kind of look at that history of. Your dad being into the Rones mm-hmm. um, and the beginning of sort of the California Rhone thing, Syrah, Northern, you know, Northern California basically starts there. Lee Hudson maybe 
would be another name to to put into that hopper. But how does your dad get into these wines and, you know, want to keep planting in places? I mean, I think so. He he kind of fell into the Morvedra, Carignan, that Southern Rhone type varieties, you know. And so I think a, a lot of what he was doing when he first was starting out was selling fruit to guys like Randall Graham. Um, and different Rhone Rangers. And so he was trying their wines and seeing, okay, they're making awesome Syrah from like down in Santa Barbara and places right, like that. Yeah. And so he, I think just being very inspired and like kind of wanting to grow with the Rhone Rangers, he, a big part of him moving to Sonoma was being able to plant some of the cooler climate Rhone varieties that um, do better um in like hermitage and stuff right, like that right, he right. was like very inspired very geeky at that time <laughs> you know <clears throat> so because yeah, what was the first wine that he actually like what year was it that he actually made wine for the first time rather than 80, just selling 82 grapes? 82 was the first year yeah and he was like 25 which i'm like dude that's and was crazy. it him actually making but, the wine? But, but that wasn't, you guys weren't up here yet, It was right? him. Yeah, the first year it was, we weren't up here. He was just like doing it out of a trailer in Contra Costa. So like I, my friends who are starting to make wine now or have started in the past few years and are kind of just doing it by the seat of their pants type thing. That's what he's doing. And it just, I think it happened right at a good time in wine where there, it was a boom time, you know? Yeah. And I think getting Wine Spectator on board, which I don't know how he did that. I think he just sent some wines in and then got some good scores that that really did put him on the map and allow him to grow and i I think i think also at that time there were a lot of growers that were like looking at wineries going i can do this and you know they're paying me shit for my grapes and if i do that i can make up the difference totally um and and i think there were a lot of guys that were making that switch from grower to grower winemaker yeah Um, yes a lot of brands were kind of established at that yeah. time and and wine was really having a moment as well you know and i think we talk a lot right now in the industry about kind of getting young people on board and and all that stuff i don't think they had that issue back then right so yeah it doesn't seem to be any trouble with kids around here but nationwide, yeah. everybody's griping about it but i still see lots of i mean you know it's the I- average age in your tasting room does not See, look like the trend line. Right. And so it's interesting. I was having, I just got back from this. But neither does this tasting room. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's, I mean, that's probably a lot of it. Look at this lineup, you know, especially with the, um, the shout out Tim Gatto and the, mm-hmm. the Gatto, you know, the new labels on the ancient vine yeah. stuff, you know, and it's also just a lineup that in general is kind of bucked that trend line. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, that, report the silicon you know the report saying that millennials and young people still aren't buying wine has kind of messed up the wine industry from the inside out i think uh this conversations that i had um you know last week when i was in washington dc with you know people who are in nationwide um you know sort of wine businesses that i don't really deal with that all of a sudden you know the distributors and the retailers saw these reports and stopped buying things so it's self-perpetuating. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Uh, yeah. People so, are spooked, I think, a little bit, yeah. but not here. You know, not yeah. in Sonoma, not on Certainly like the not. family wine winery scale. It's so, just a much bigger. Yeah. Sam, when you were out in D- D.C., did you find out if they did drink Chenin Blanc at the Pentagon? Uh, you know, <laughs> there's certain things you don't ask about. 
And even when they're talking to people who work in the Pentagon, I don't even want to know where they park. You know, <laughs> don't tell me anything about your job. The less I know, the better. <laughs> Avoid. Oh, you work at the Pentagon. Here, try this infidel. <laughs> like. <laughs> Were you there for an event? I was there. Uh, uh, the Heart's Delight wine experience extravaganza. They call it an auction, but it was like three. There was three nights of auction. Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, dinners Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday. Gala. Like oh it was just like it was, you know, at the end, it was looking at all these like other reps and winemakers. John Lockwood from Menfield was there. Uh, Brian Day from Day Wines, which was, was cool. So there was some, like, you know, there was a whole bunch of, like, mm-hmm. Bordeaux reps. Uh, but, you know, there was some California folk and some West Coast folk. And we kind of all looked at each other. And then it was just, like, it was a marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, multi-version, you know, three different tasting yeah. moments. And um, so it was it was fun. It was exhausting. I think they raised a ton of money. It was the American Heart Association. Nice. Um, you know, there was lobbyists and congressmen and former senators and the whole thing that you'd expect um amazing bordeaux experiences was George santos there pretending to be a <laughs> George santos drink. was there he was he was uh pouring brazilian wine i think yeah oh my god isn't he the winemaker at opus wow. yeah exactly oh my god yeah wow <laughs> Yeah. yeah, his was a uh, uh, fourteen crimes is the name of his wine. Oh my god! Yeah, that's Take notes. Don't I take mean, notes. It, I, you know what? There's going to be something like that's going to be on the on the um, sign at Klein. Oh, uh, totally. I'm changing it this right. afternoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We can't get too political off the side. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. oh, the sign sure. has got to be a sensitive. Yeah, that's another, yes. that's another thing. family here in Sonoma. <laughs> yeah. Puts out those signs. Yes. <laughs> so, Hillary, who do, when, who do you, like, what's the demographic, you think, of wines like this? Like, we just poured the Carignan or the Movedra or the Grenache Gris. Or is it, do you, do you, do you see personally younger people kind of branching out and not drinking Pinot and Cab and Chard? I do. I think that they get into wine through those traditional varieties, like what their parents drink. Like a lot of people get in through Cab because that's their parents drink Napa Cab, right? And then if they get interested in wine and then they start discovering varieties like Morvet and Carignan, they get very excited by it. And it kind of opens doors to the rest of the Rhone varieties or Maybe it opens doors to trying imports, which I think over in California people are more resistant to. I think East Coast, East Coast, like you go to Brooklyn, they drink imports and natural wine there. Like they're not drinking California, but over here, um, I think that it's kind of like the next step for people. It's like they get into it, drink the big stuff, and then they look for that interesting stuff if they're into wine, I think. And it's funny, I think once people get in, they realize the water's fine. Like mm-hmm. they dip the toe in and then there's this whole new world that opens up when you talk about Rome varietals. Like, totally. And then yeah. you get sucked in and then you realize how cool the people that are growing and making <laughs> the wines are. And it's like you found family that you didn't know you yeah, had. Totally. It, yeah. Yes. They're just such gems. You can get such great values for Rhone wines also. And just, yeah. yeah, it's usually families that are making them because they're they're definitely not... Uh, tons of viognier planted around all of california and, and things so it's i think a really fun avenue for people to learn more about and discover 
I think, and I think people are Sam. This is, I guess, just a note to you. I think winemakers are looking for more Rhone whites to play around with too. Um, <laughs> Brian, I mean, I, I, need a pen? I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I may have been talking to the assistant winemaker from um, a well-known winery yesterday that said, "I wish we could get our hands on some more Rhone whites." Mm-hmm. Um, yes, assistant winemaker for well-known Napa winery. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> planting the seed on me. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean. You know, I think both climate-wise um, and the sales climate-wise, um, probably looking at some more Roan Whites is a good idea. I mean, you know, in general, finding things that, um, you know, Morgan's talked about this a ton of, from Bedrock, finding varieties that handle heat and maintain acidity. Um don't accumulate sugar and, too and, rapidly. And slowly accumulate sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, when you put those things together, the Rhone varieties, um, you know, check those boxes pretty well. You know, especially stuff from, from the Southern Rhone. Um, mm-hmm. Or, and you know, or, or varieties that do well without t- being, you know, having tons of acid. Um, so, you know, I think that that's, that's totally what's happening. Um you know, we're redeveloping some some vineyard at the Barisha property um, where, you know, not not the old Zinfandel, but the, um, you know, stuff that's sort of some modern plantings that need to be redone. And, yeah, we're going to put some white some white runs out there. You know, the, the flip side is you still have to convince landowners mm-hmm. that we should plant these, you know, lesser known yeah. varieties that are going to cost the same amount of more of a gamble. Yeah. yeah. There's the same amount of like development costs and, you know, farming costs are similar, uh, but mm-hmm. the fruit prices are lower. You know, that's, that's, right. that's still yeah. a tough sell. So. Well, let's talk a little bit about this carry on. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. The color is spectacular. Thank you. Yeah. It's one of my favorite wines. I think that we make. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It's, Juicy, I think there's dustiness in there. It's like such a fun variety. We we don't make very much of it. We make like 500 cases of Carignan a year, and Blood I'm like, orange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what do you guys sell this for in the tasting room? It's twenty six dollars a bottle. Yeah. Ah. Yes. Ah, <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah. That's. I mean, I think all of you have maybe met my dad. He is. He wants to like deliver a value to people i think he reacts really strongly against a lot of the like over the top prices of certain you know certain wines you guys all know but um he's a very kind of everyday guy so that's it's important to him yeah yeah so how did you get this position how did did you want this position where you did someone recommend you for this position this, and you this as, position as no uh, now oh, being no, uh, the, well, the i do yeah think, and yeah. did and Oh, on the Roan Rangers. Oh, but Roan Rangers. but on that same note, have you always worked for the winery? No. I left for quite a while, and I came back in 2015. So, I mean, I guess I was 25 when yeah. I came back. It wasn't quite a while. It was five years. I it felt back. like a while, maybe. It felt like a while. And I worked at other... I, I, did, I took a break after I came back and worked for Pernod Ricard and Viticulture. Mm-hmm. So, I did that for a year in New Zealand and came over here with them also, which was awesome. Like getting to see all the different ranches around Northern California was really cool because they buy a lot of fruit from people. Mm-hmm. So that opened my eyes so much more to like what we were doing at Klein 
uh, in comparison. And then I worked for Sojourn also in the cellar uh, for a harvest, which was really fun as well. It was at their custom crush facility. So, so that would have been with Tom. And, <clears throat> yeah, and that, it was and actually, he wasn't there. Was, it was, it was after Tom left, Yeah, it was uh, Matt Revelette. He's now the winemaker at Siduri. So um, it was, yeah, it was really a great experience. It it's, was very important for me to get out of my family and just be able to learn and bring some stuff back and gain legitimacy too. You, you know? were a cellar rat. Yes, I was. But and, you, it sounds like you're, you were, your trajectory was that you always wanted to work in wine. Yeah. I mean, no, I actually studied Russian and psychology in college and I did a full well, half ride of in that Russia. Is, half of that is probably good for the wine business. Yeah. The psychology piece. Is, I know. Right? <laughs> the Russian part I haven't used very much. I will say, but um, I did a full ride in Russia after school and I thought working in like the foreign service would be, but you know, something like that or being a translator. I just, I like learning languages, you know, know Spanish why, would have been Russian, more, though? honestly, the class started later than Spanish in college. <laughs> so that's so why we see yeah. a theme happening here. <laughs> yes. of Hillary not wanting to wake up early. Exactly. And exactly. Yes. Now we're in marketing, right? Yes. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Not on the vineyard crew. Yeah. Yes. I, I will being a seller intern. I mean, that was like having to be in Santa Rosa at 5 AM. You guys know, I mean, that was, I don't really actually. Yeah. <laughs> Bart knows. <laughs> it was good. Sam waits till the sun comes in the window and warms his skin before he just rolls out of bed. Oh my warms my. I have a solar powered coffee machine, so I can't, oh can't wake up yeah. before the before the sun rises. <laughs> That's awesome. It's very the very very slow drip coffee maker. <laughs> All right, so then you came back to the family yes i did sales um, as you know yeah. i think i called on you yeah that was an education i think sales in northern <laughs> what california was the most fun part of doing sales obviously selling you wine come on Hillary, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're already on the show yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> i mean i just i think it, a lot of it is so fun sales people get to do the fun parts of when you imagine like you know, people outside the industry imagine working in wine. They imagine what a lot of the salespeople do, which is like take people to dinners and do different events and things like that, which is awesome. But working in sales in Northern California, you do grow a very thick skin. Like people, yeah, yeah it's it's good. It's good. I learned a lot that I probably learned the most in that role. I did it for maybe five years, around five years. So. And were you just dropping in, or you're? Going through a distributor who's saying, hey, I'm going to bring Hillary Klein with me. Both. Both. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. The distributor we work with, you definitely have to do your own, a lot of your own stuff as well. But you can lean on them. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's the whole mm -hmm. difference mm -hmm. is if you have a distributor and you don't have someone from the winery yeah. making sure that you're on their to-do list. Totally. It doesn't get done. Yeah. You just get lost. Totally. I think that's every distributor. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, you have to support because, them. Yeah. I mean, how big are those books? Oh I haven't my gosh. Seen books in years, but they used to be like this. Yeah, they're huge. They still are. They, they still, still are. are. And, some of them, worse, some of yeah. them are bigger, some of them are smaller. Mm -hmm. right. Well, and that leads to there's a DTC at the mm -hmm. end of that title. So yes. let's talk a little bit about that and how important it's becoming. Oh my god, it's huge. Yeah. Um it is a huge part of our business. It's like we want people to come and have the best time ever when they come to the winery. We want it to be fun, but obviously through COVID, which I'm sure you guys have talked about about 
the changes that that kind of brought forever. So Klein for the longest time was all bar tastings. Like you walk in, there'd be three people deep at the bar. You're sticking your glass trying to get some wine. I'm on number two. Exactly. (laughs) So during COVID, we did introduce sit down tastings, which has been amazing. So we, because we have these interesting varieties, it's been really nice to be able to kind of dig into them more with people, be able to explain them a little bit more in the background and history. So that's been kind of a really fun change, but you could still walk in. Um, Sorry, Brian just brought out the new uh, online, probably off of Facebook, uh, Fly. Hey, Facebook. <laughs> this was invented by a member of the of the Jacuzzi family, wasn't was it? it? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the fly propeller. <laughs> the psychedelic well, fly propeller. You know, once you're into outdoor lifestyle, yeah. your hot tubs or jacuzzis, then you got to like figure out you know, how to keep the flies. the flies away from your charcuterie. <laughs> I know, this is very high tech. I like it. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't mean to distract you guys. I just I saw well, the flies going around. I'm like, hey, we just got these things. Well, we the nice thing is it's it safe. It's kind of like, you know, our dogs don't have tails, so we don't right. have to worry about glasses being <laughs> swept off. You know, this is not the uh, the curry tail. It it, it, it breaks right. for glasses. This isn't going to clear a table, right? In, in search of a in search of a scrap of prosciutto, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I couldn't wait for the Mavedra. Okay. I had to pull, I had to self serve on the Mavedra. I don't Mavedra. know. Oh, sorry. It's all good. <laughs> it's all okay. We don't edit. Oh, yeah. I was gonna Such ask. I'm life. like, please edit. Oh, no. <laughs> please edit my cough out. Okay. Thank I'm you. I'm trying to drop them out. Sorry, I had to step away to grab this. So, how did you come? How did it come about that you are now on the, what is it, on the board of the Oh, yeah, the, I actually, honestly, oh, we were talking they about... reached out to me. I'm not sure why, that how they found me, but Kim, the director, I mean, executive director. I makes sense. I was just wondering yeah. what that conversation was like. Like, they're like, hey, would you... Yeah, I did not know what I was signing up for, honestly. Okay, weren't you volunteer <laughs> for it or go looking no. for it? They came to you. Yeah, yes, it never yeah. happens that way, right? You, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll be on the board. We meet once a month. We It'll can be make fine. a difference. <laughs> Sell more wine. I am. I'm excited about it though because they haven't had a presence up here in a long time. Absolutely. So, yeah, so like coming good. in with a lot of energy, getting new members, which has been great, and they're they're very easy to become members of, and they do a really great event down in Paso. Um, that sixteen six hundred came to, mm-hmm. which was great, and um, that's kind of their strong suit is the events they do. So it'll be awesome to have one up here. Yeah, and there's a trade. We're gonna do a trade portion at the beginning for buyers and distributors and things like that. Um, and in the early days, they did some kind of regional yes. tasting. So there would be a Rhone Rangers tasting in Sonoma County, and it would have mm-hmm. just Sonoma County wineries meeting yep. at, at at usually at another winery. Yeah, yeah, they right. do do some of that, and. I do really want there to be more of, there are several Sonoma wineries that are members. Um, Abbott's Passage just joined also two shepherds, the Grenachista. Like there's, there's several wineries that are members. So I think kind of getting all the Sonoma North coast people together right. and really uh, kind of doing more because there is appetite for it. I think they're definitely, people really miss the San Francisco events they used to right. do. So yeah. I'll have to put it in my budget for next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're gonna make a budget for next year, Bart. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I just had to put that softball up there for you, Sam. <laughs> well, no, because what, what is the percentage of people of? Uh, no, you said that just in case Terry listens Sonoma. to this episode, that are coming. No, just in general, that are members of Rhone Rangers. 
I think there's about 20, 20 around 20. Um, out of how many? 60. 60. Okay. So, so third yeah. presence, right? Okay. Don't, I mean, don't quote me on that. <laughs> but I, I should know since I'm a board member. But um, it's mostly, it definitely has been mostly Paso. And I think that's something they've talked about a lot internally. So there's someone on the board now from Zaca Mesa and Santa Barbara. Um, there's someone on the board from Lodi. Uh, someone on the board from Oregon, from Troon Vineyards. He's actually oh. the president. So uh, they're they're putting in a big effort to expand beyond Paso because I think right. a lot of the other members have given them that feedback and and people want it. So it's exciting. Yeah, and yeah. and it, quite frankly, it's very complimentary to the um, Hospice de Rhone mm-hmm. because they do things on a regular basis. Right. Um, where hospice to Rhone, it's every other year for the most yeah. part, you know, for us here in California. So, um, it's nice. It, whatever you can do to raise, uh, consciousness of all these varieties. Right. right. Well, so then what do you, ha- what do you have to do if you're a winery that is not belong mm-hmm. to the Rhone Rangers? What if, what's involved in that? Like what? Honestly, you just sign up. The fee is very reasonable compared to like every other association that we're members of. It's mm-hmm. probably the most reasonable, and you just it's sign up still, online. It's still only three figures. Yes. To a lot of <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that's the biggest thing is just the value, like knowing that there's value for the money you're putting into it, which it's always a, a big topic with the associations because we are stronger together, but you have to make sure that there's some value coming back. And I think they do a great job of that. Um, so you just, you can go to their website and sign up there. Uh, their big event is in February, so I would recommend doing it before the end of the year. Um, and where is that? It's down in Paso. Okay. Yeah. That's when we sent Jasmine went down. That's when she just came. The, yeah. Yes. Came back from yeah, Paso. but they do. It's very cool because they do a seminar, and so they blind taste all. You know, you can submit the wines that you're interested in uh, showing at the seminar, and they blind taste everything in that varieties category, and then kind of pick the winners, and then a representative from each of those varieties kind of comes and talks about um their wine and and the variety the history of the variety so we were able to be part of that this year for Syrah which that was a big that was like a big burden that Syrah has like a very rich history so it was a lot to talk about but um and then they have a grand tasting and then they have a big grand tasting and a lunch and an auction and yeah yeah, it's a good it's a great event very popular yeah. And right. mm-hmm. so what are we doing this year? We are, we're going to pour wine on Saturday during the day. Yes. Pour wine on Saturday during the day. And then, so that is a couple hours grand tasting, 30 wineries coming. Um, the tickets are $65, but we have a promo code. Oh no, they're $75. We have a promo code for a $20 discount. Okay. It's uh, all capital letters RR summer on the Roan Rangers website. And it gets it down to $55 a person just for podcast listeners. Yes. There you go. So promo codes. And you didn't even have to wait till the end of the show. Didn't have to wait to the end of the show and have a new spliced in 30 second comment with Robert Cayman being snarky. Um, (laughs) That's or just being himself. Um, Should we say it again? Uh, Yes. RR summer, all caps Mm -hmm. on the Roan Rangers website. $20 off. $20 off the ticket. For so 30 wineries. That, and that's basically like 30% off or something. Yeah. That's like a big discount. Yes. Yeah. Just for, yeah, just for and you guys. Wait, and that goes on for how long? For t- two hours? How many hours? The tasting. 
The oh, the tasting? Yeah, it's about it's uh, three thirty to five thirty. Okay. Yes. Well, I got a power. Oh man. Thirty wineries now in two I'm hours. I'm working. Now I want. <laughs> Are you working the tasting? I assumed I was. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Should we have a staff meeting here on the show? <laughs> do some scheduling. <laughs> totally. um, okay, um, so two hours, thirty wineries. Yes, and then that evening there is a dinner event that has uh some. It's like reserve wines from the wineries and then a a multi-course dinner featuring Klein wines where we were going to award my dad, Fred, his Lifetime Achievement Award from the Roan Rangers, which is very exciting. Not yet. No, this year. I'm really excited for him. I think Roan Rangers is like the association he cares the most about and loves the most. I mean, it's really how he got his start. So he's very honored and very excited. So. Okay, who and who's doing the dinner? Who's who's cooking? Park one twenty one is cooking. Girl in the fig was busy, but Park one twenty one is amazing. Wow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, girl in the who? Yeah, do they? I mean, Ruins? Park, park one twenty. It's Bruce. Bruce, Bruce yes, yeah, yes. I mean, they do an amazing. They're uh, they're amazing. Their yeah. food is really really good. Yeah. So it's gonna be awesome. Is this gonna be outside or inside? Yes, outside on our great lawn. Al fresco dining. Yes, al fresco. No why we did it in june yes it's gonna be beautiful okay and there's tickets for that as well on the roan rangers website um and then people can actually do you guys still giving out a promo code for the dinner yes we are but i I didn't bring the promo code did you okay (laughs) brian did his research it's it's 2023 roan gala so 2023 r-h-o-n-e-g-a-l-a all cap all uh uppercase and then you can get $25 off on the mm-hmm. dinner portion of it, which includes VIP tasting. tasting yeah. What are you guys going to be pulling out for? Are you going to be pulling out more like library wines? Of- yeah. Old vintage. Like we more Vedra ages shockingly well. It's really surprised that to me, some of um, our like nineties more reds are tasting insane. Uh, Smallberry Morvet is probably the wine that was gained the most cult status that my dad ever kind of put out there. Um, So we're going to be pouring some library Smallberry, um, some library Syrah. We all know Syrah ages like. While you're at it, because Mm -hmm. some people aren't going to know what the Smallberry is. Can you just spread, tell that story real quick? Yes. So the Smallberry Morvet is... Very small production, more bedroom from some of the oldest vines on our Big Break property. The Big Break Vineyard property uh, is very well known for the eucalyptus that line the vineyard um, on the Delta side of the property out in Contra Costa. And it, um, the wind kind of comes through, blows the oils over the vineyard. So you get that awesome eucalyptus mint character on the back of it. It's really cool. It's a really fun wine to pair food with. You know, you get all sorts of herbaceous like licorice seed flavors it's really it's really fun um there's a few places of like i think martha's vineyard Heights cellar that also has that kind of same element but yeah yeah it's i really thought like growing up it was one of the first wines that i tasted where i really understood terroir because it's an obvious flavor you know so it's it's cool it's kind of an eye-opener for people and do you have any idea what kind of food they're eating? It's the menu is published on the website and you okay. get to pick. You get to pick your entree. So there's oh, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. See, he didn't do that much research. <clears throat> right. Yeah. He like he just read the email that he they printed sent him. an email. That yeah. was about it. 
Yeah. He forwarded me that email. I haven't read it yet. So, okay, so <laughs> RoanRangers.org. You can get the tickets Rangers. on there. Go on, yes. and then you can pick what you want to yes. eat that night. Yeah. Gotcha. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Yeah. I want to go to the dinner now. You have to. It's okay. it's going to be a big party. I think you could, we can probably explain mm. that. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Obviously, the can bookkeeper doesn't yeah. listen to the can show either. Uh, Thank goodness. Joan can expense that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to talk to the marketing department, John. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So, how do you, so you guys had Klein Cellars, right? Mm-hmm. Was the first winery. But then, how did, how did you get Jacuzzi out of that? Honestly, so my dad and invented no he created a blend called red truck so it was one of the first red blends that had like a cute image on the label and they created this wine because they got drunk and bought a painting at an auction and had to you know write it off so they made it a label they spent too much money on it basically i think it was like fifteen hundred dollars so at the time it was like shit (laughs) so they needed to write it off and they put it on a label and something about that red truck spoke to people and it was a good price point and the wine was really good a lot of the wine was kind of excess zinfandel and ron varieties from out in contra costa and people loved it it was like right on the cusp of when red blends were kind of blowing up so they sold that brand in like 2003 yeah. and after they sold it my dad built jacuzzi and was able to kind of honor his uh his grandfather and how he got into the wine industry and he really wanted to work with kind of the smaller uh italian varieties so that's how we started jacuzzi okay and are, is it mostly a state fruit or are you guys sourcing from all over we're sourcing for jacuzzi we're sourcing yeah. from all over and then we're also planting you know small blocks of italian varieties that right. um we just planted some Nebbiolo, which has been really fun. That's it's such a hard variety for here, but if you can age it long enough, it's amazing. So yeah, yeah. So you guys get them coming and going. You get them on one side of the street. They stop at Klein, then just yeah. you send them over to Jacuzzi. To Jacuzzi, then the Olive Press, and then we send them in into town. You know, so. And are you doing tastings <clears throat> for Gust wines, or are you just not making enough wine to? We're we do we open it at the winery sometimes and pour it for people that are interested. You know, we have them open. So yeah, we're we're doing a little bit, but it's such a small amount, and we do we sell that to different restaurants and things like that around. What are they like? Or do you have any shout outs before you run? Yeah, you want to do shout outs. <laughs> I just want to thank everybody who's uh, wine club members and people who got the email for your orders. Uh, still plenty of time to get you your wine. Order away. Hillary, it's very nice to meet you. So nice to meet you too. Um, thank you. Uh, the wines are delicious. Yeah, the Mavedras. I'm digging the Mavedra. Uh, tell me about Gust. So Gust, Brian did a great job for me earlier when I was struggling over here. But um, Gus is our new project. So me and my sister, Megan, we both, you know, I was kind of talking about how we left. I left the family business for a while. Um, and I worked for Sojourn that was making some awesome Petaluma Gap wines. Um, my sister went and she became a SOM, actually. So she was doing her tasting groups and they she was tasting a ton of Petaluma Gap stuff. And we were just thinking about it. And my dad has two vineyards out in the Petaluma Gap and we were just using them for our larger blends of Pinot and Chardonnay. And so we were very inspired to kind of try and make the best wines we possibly could from the best blocks on these vineyards. So Tom had worked with a lot of Petaluma Gap stuff 
he helped us kind of go through grade everything, figure out what blocks work, bring them in, make them in a more small batch kind of way. And yeah, we're making about um, 400 cases of the Pinot and Chard and then only about 200 of the Syrah. So small project and selling it to restaurants, mostly wine shops, things like that. But it's been really fun. It's just been a very different project, something we can put our own kind of name and stamp on. What do you have over at the girl and the fig? Right now we have Klein. They support Klein uh, Viognier right now. Okay. And then the more red, we're working on getting that back in there. Good. Yes. Yes. Good. Randy is coming to the Rhone tasting, so he'll be there. Okay. Yes. If that was a staple wine on the by the glass list yes. for decades. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We ran out of stock on it, so it's back at the distributor now. Uh, <laughs> so okay. I got to get it back in there. Yeah. Don't it worry. It was the perfect introduction for yes. a lot of people that hadn't had Rhone wines before. When you got that Movedra in their mouth, they're like, oh, yes. I can't pronounce it, but it's delicious. Totally. Maybe these people are onto something. Yeah. 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 No, it's good for that. It is delicious. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to pour some Syrah. Oh, boy. Hey, the Moved. Yeah. Nice. Nice. It's such, that is such a fun variety. Do you guys make Moved? We we have never done 100% Moved bottling. Um, we've done like an 80-20 with Syrah and mm-hmm. some, you know, done several you know merved dominant blends mm-hmm. one of my favorite wines that we ever made though was uh 2020 we did 100 mm-hmm. percent merved uh rosé from the mm-hmm. rossi ranch oh nice um, which uh, you know and i love i love bandol i love the you know yeah. the bandol rosés um age-worthy rosé and stuff like that so that was definitely um you know a uh silver lining in that cloud of gray that we lived in in 2020 <laughs> totally. um but for the most part you know, there's, there's not. We don't really have enough of it mm-hmm. to dedicate, uh, you know, 100% Mavetra bottling. Um, mm-hmm. But I would, I would love to. So to even do like a ton of it to set aside just to do well, 50 cases. You know, something. to sort of like inside winemaking on it, we're trying to focus on slightly larger fermentations. So like the one ton fermentations and, you know, we do that all the time because we have all these little things yeah. that we bring in. But for the most part, like the magic number, like three and four tons, especially mm-hmm. in Magnolia, there's like really good tanks for mm-hmm. those like three ton fermentations. Mm-hmm. And you also just kind of like get critical mass for really healthy, strong fermentations at that that number mm-hmm. I've, we've found, um, you know, as yeah. far as like volume, surface area, things like that, maintaining temperature, um, trying to stay out of the tea bins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. would prefer to you know to do something like that. It'd be great. But if you have the opportunity to co-ferment and get into one of those larger, those like appropriately sized tanks, um, that's kind you of the, where yeah. we've been going lately. Yeah. Um, we don't grow very much Morved in Sonoma. It's mostly coming from right. Contra Costa, and, and then we make like five hundred percent Morveds from it. But it it is it it's a harder variety to grow up here and get ripe in Sonoma area so that's and i think a lot of people like sam was saying have probably had bandol Mm -hmm. um they've so they and they've had rosé but 
But if you've never had the reds, the bandol mm-hmm. reds, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's because maybe what you were saying that people in New York are maybe mm-hmm. accessing those wines, or if maybe a lot of them aren't leaving the country. I mean, that's a lot of it. Um, but if you've ever had, I mean, I've had the opportunity to have some of those great bandols, and they're yeah. fucking amazing. Tompier red that you know with twenty years of age on it is like totally. just about nothing else in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It's a it's a really cool variety that. Deserves a lot of respect. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, we make a late harvest Morved. We make two mm. red Morveds, and then we make a rosé Morvedra and use it in blend. It's definitely a favorite. We Sometimes you we call ever... it Morfred. Morfred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure that has several connotations in the heat of harvest. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are not fit for publication. Um, <laughs> do you bottle the 100% Morved rosé ever? Yeah, we do, and we okay. pick it. We pick uh, yeah. it early. Yeah, so it's, you're like pressing for yes, rosé. Yeah, we yep. yes, we uh, bottled that. It was just written up in the Spectator, which was nice. And um, yeah, every year we we make like 1,500 cases. It's not huge, but yeah, yeah it's. Uh, Will they be pouring it on June 24th? Yes, we'll be pouring it. Okay. So yes, come taste. I've personally drank like five cases of that i was gonna say you better snag me a bottle if i can i'm gonna be getting <laughs> back from another bottle. trip the day before so we'll see if i make yeah. it out to that yeah. one no the rosé is amazing yeah yeah thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> so tell us about this the syrah is from the this is, carneros estate yes, this is from the carneros property um oh boy yes the winds out there it does it makes it a perfect place to kind of grow Syrah and the cooler climate compared to some of the warmer parts of California. Syrah is just, it's so dependent on the temperature where you grow it. It just, it's like a chameleon. And I think that's why it hasn't been very commercially successful. When are we just going to get, when are we just going to throw the towel in and say Syrah just isn't going to sell here in California? I know. I know. (laughs) No, don't do that. Don't. I mean, I don't know. When was the last time you had a hard time selling Syrah though? Um, So, Personally, right now the only box that's empty in that cellar where we are is the, the 19 Dosimone Syrah right. really? that needs to be restocked. But in general, even working in restaurants, like unless yeah. it was like a baller name where people did, they didn't really care it was Syrah. It was typically in a blend. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. The, then they want that wine. But man, yeah, we all love it. We do, right? I mean, it's the definitely it's the winemakers. It is the industry that loves it. Yeah. And you think about like all my favorite, even Napa wines, mm-hmm. the Syrah, you know, Schaefer Syrah, uh, yeah. the Isley, you know, the Arajo Syrah is my favorite wine I've ever had in my entire um, life. Sorry. I've never 20... had that, Sam. <laughs> I, there, I bought a that, Sam? Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. Tw- 2010 Arajo Syrah from the Isley Vineyard, which is, you know, Where can you get Colton, that? uh, you can't, you can't. Uh, <laughs> <thank you. laughs> it doesn't exist. I bought the last three bottles of it. I could ever found, um, it's in, it's, there's hidden in the cellar. I have to hide it from myself. How do you spell that? Uh, A R Araujo, A R A J O. Where's the A R A R A U J O Araujo. Araujo. And then the E I S E L E. Right, the vineyard. That is not the promo code for buying this. <laughs> no. no, and the cab is amazing. But I've never had this wrong. Oh, the, the cabs are. I mean, you know, and these are places again. Schaefer, Hill. You know, you. These are places known for Cabernet. Cabs, yeah. Um. You even ask Robert Kamen, who's you know, some of the most famous Cabernet in in this county, and let alone California. 
his favorite wine from his vineyard is a Syrah. You just can't, they just, you know, it's another one of those ones that sells out and there's none of it left. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. That's the right way to do it is kind of make a little bit for the true Syrah right. geeks right. out there. But yeah, we've, de- we've ended up selling a lot of Syrah and blends and people love it. People do love it, but they just, I think they're scared by Shiraz and, you know, stuff that they've. The Australian style. Yeah. I'm having oh. him fill out my. You're trying to buy. Sean some, thinks I'm, he's going to buy some Araujo, and then oh, as well, soon as I pull this up, he's right. Gonna he's going to see the price and go. <laughs> oh, I'll wait till Sam opens one of those bottles. Seriously, yeah. well, I love Benchmark though. Oh, yeah. Benchmark's great if you want. You know, one of the one of the few places around us that you can find those. Um, yeah, absolutely. Maybe know, they should be a sponsor. Library, Here, John. Ones. How about a three liter of the cab for sixteen hundred? Okay. There you go. I'll take several. <laughs> right. They probably only have one. <laughs> Good luck with that. Thank you for the spelling. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so uh, last time I talked to Tom, I think he was in for dinner on, we had a really weird night the last time he was at the Fairmont. It was a Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. And it was raining. Yes. And we were booked outside, of course. And so we had a very French experience um, <laughs> with umbrellas and heaters at every table. Oh, my God. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> but he was talking about kind of up in the game of the Pinot program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been hu- it's been a huge focus of his yeah. because we grow a lot of Pinot out in yeah. the Petaluma Gap. And I, um, honestly, I don't think I've ever had a Klein Pinot. Really? No. Okay, we need to change. I've that. had your Pinot, but yes. I've never had like a Klein Cellars Pinot. Well, yeah. you know, maybe now that you've had a good experience so far on the podcast, you can go back and report to your dad that it's an, <laughs> it's an easy interview, and he can come and hang I out. I know. I would. He would yeah. love that. Okay. Honestly, it's he. He's in Italy right now. Okay. Otherwise, I would have make it made him, him come with me. Right. Yeah, but um, he. You, you know, Brian, that Fred Klein is the secret to Arsara. No. Because the freezer that I use oh, yeah. out on A Street, I yes. think it's like his meat locker or something yes. from the ranch out in, <laughs> Red, up in, Bluff. Up yeah. in Red Bluff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Did you guys store vines there? No, we we store the skins to our Viognier. Oh, so okay. we'll press our Viognier and then I fill up like 10 buckets full. Yes. And now instead of texting or trying to get a hold of your dad, I just go straight to the person who runs the warehouse. I'm forgetting her name. Val. The, Val. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, she's awesome. That's funny. And, you know, hook her up with a couple <laughs> bottles and we run in there. And, yeah. and now that she's we've done it a couple times, she actually just drives the forklift so we don't have to like carry these buckets around. <laughs> she, she helps out now as opposed to letting us struggle on her own. She's awesome. But yeah, that's the, the secret since 2015 is that's where we, that's where we freeze those skins. So Sam, a 2000 Syrah from Araujo. Magnum. $700? 301 Oh. No. Don't tell me these things. Yeah. Gonna, are you going to buy it before I can? <laughs> well, that's. I was just thinking about it, All right. actually. But, you know, I mean, then they go to a... I do have a birthday coming up, John. <laughs> when is it? June 8th. Nice. Sam's okay. turning 40. Oh, what? Yeah. That's huge. Send your gifts to hey. 589 First Street West <laughs> exactly. in Sonoma. Attention, Brian Casey. Preferably wine. Attention, Brian Casey. <laughs> Sam really loves racy white. <laughs> and you know what else you can send? Cassoulet, duck confit, oh, all kinds go. of things, you know. Cool stuff. Yeah, they've got a, a uh, you know, and then they go into the regular bottles, uh, 06, uh, 100 bucks. They've got yeah. three. Those prices have actually come down a little bit. It means that I overpaid. <laughs> oh, yeah. And 07 for one. It's the best yeah, feeling. Yeah. <laughs> all right. 
All right. I'm glad this John, show. I'm John, glad this, you buy it and bring it on the show. We'd love to try it. I'm gonna try. Right? I'm glad. I'm just glad this show comes out before other people can listen and go look, <laughs> yeah, on, look yeah. for themselves. <laughs> are no longer there. Sold out. Um, talk to us about olive oil. Oh my gosh, that is one of my favorite things we do. Olive oil is we we grow a lot of olives at the um, Petaluma Gap properties, and a lot of that is about sustainability so making sure that there is enough work for uh all of our amazing vineyard workers throughout the year because the harvest comes a little bit later oh. um so that was actually something that your dad thought of just so yeah he could keep so we people can keep here. the people on like more people on full-time right yeah why because what does it take to maintain an olive tree a, a lot and they're <laughs> i mean the harvest is the harvest is, the harvest is really labor intensive and yeah, yeah we was, hillary said it much nicer than i did yeah, yes it's, labor intensive it's it's a pain. well and yeah. we're able to plant steeper hillsides to olives as well uh you know there's the regulations around how steep vineyards can be right but, um so we've filled oh, but there's the not part. for olives Hopefully not. Just, can you erase that part? <laughs> just in okay. case. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I've only seen video <laughs> the one. The permitting time. is very different. The whole si- yeah. the whole situation of <clears throat> planting olive trees because they have the such an enormous vineyards. root yeah. structure that mm-hmm. I would think it. Well, so that's that's totally interesting. The olive industry in the last like twenty years has has evolved and changed a lot, and the way that. Like the clients are growing olives and the olive trees that we have is is not sort of industry standard anymore. Now, and you'll see them, there's some places down like one on one quarter, but mostly up like north end of, of I-5. Um, they're these olive groves, quote unquote, that kind of look like vineyards. They're uh, high density, all you know, olive plantings that are... Um, grown you know on a trellis and and trained on a tre- no and then, way and then farmed uh, harvested mechanically harvested by wait machine. that's what you guys are doing no no no, no. Oh, they're doing it the like, other way yeah, no, what? which is okay yeah you do really large spacings because they're these yes. giant trees with giant Beautiful and can trees. live yeah. for freaking ever so that's the difference is those like those high density plantings basically have like a 20-year lifespan yeah so all of you know the the adage i'm sure you're you know, your Italian relatives have said the same thing. My dad has always said is that you plant uh, grapevines for your children and olive trees for your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Because really, when olive trees start to, you know, they live forever. There's 500 yeah. year old olive trees. So that, you know, year 50 in the olive grove is when things start to really get interesting. Right. Wow. So, so, Sam, when you go out, Arnold, and turn left to go down to Bono's, mm-hmm. there's a place that sells those. The ancient olive trees. Yeah, those are cool. They make bottles of wine at Benchmark look cheap. Those olive trees. Do they? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, They seem very fancy. You only see them at very fancy houses, I feel like. Yeah. And how old can those things be? Seriously, those are big. Yeah. They're imminently retransplantable. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what is, you know, what happens is there's like places where, uh, you know, in, in mission times, there was olive trees planted, you know, he planted an olive tree in your backyard and now you're sick of the mess and de- dealing with it and it's taking up too much room. You can sell that tree. Somebody will come and just mm-hmm. scoop oh, it out of the ground. If you're doing it just for aesthetics. Yeah. It probably right. looks pretty for part of the year and then yes. you got to clean up all the olives and the, like, right. the black tar. Oh, yeah. Exactly. My the- dogs do that. <laughs> yeah. Tracking it into the house. The and, cool yeah. thing about the olive press, though, so we have a few days community press. So if you have one or two olive trees, you can pick those olives when they're ripe, bring them in that day. 
and you get a portion of the community olive oil. So we press all everybody's olives together. Very Italian. The yes, co-op style. It's really yeah. cool. On yeah. it's a really, really cool thing. So if you have just one or two trees and you don't want them to go to waste, because it sucks to see that every year, you know. Um, it's super cool. Cause the the video that I I've only seen one video of harvesting olives from a tree, and it was basically they took like a sheet and put it under the tree. Yes. And yeah. then someone took like almost looked like a long bamboo stick They're and like yeah. whacked the crap yeah. out of the tree. Yeah. And the olives all fell down into this thing. Now we have like electric rakes. You got some of those yeah, electric rakes? Have, yeah. They're yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, looks like Edward Scissor hands. Yeah. And they're these like little rakes powered rakes that like knock the, it's the a lot, fruit off you put like a car uh, you attach them to a car battery I, at least we do i think there's fancier versions yeah. but, <laughs> I think um, there's more osha approved yeah. versions of it yeah. hillary's got a car Strike battery for backpack. the record <laughs> exactly and then it's, yeah and we use tarps true but, to the contra costa right um, exactly, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah we can't get too crazy up in here but um yeah uh and there's one guy in town, David Rothschild. He's yeah. farming olives for people. So if people are looking for someone to help them, he's a he's a good contact. Um, well, tell people so so that you whack the heck out of the tree. The olives just fall off naturally, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you can't eat them like that, right? They're like rock hard. Yeah. Okay. Not so delicious either. No. Right. They, yes. Yes. So then you bring them in, and I highly encourage anyone who's interested in it to go to the olive press and see the mill it's one of especially during harvest time because it's the most beautiful thing to see the olives go in and then it's like neon green olive oil that kind of comes out olio nuovo it's like the first press olive oil it's so delicious like you have to get some every year it's i highly recommend it's the most fresh tasting it feel you feel healthy eating it yeah. it's just it's like, like drinking liquid yes. chlorophyll yeah. Okay, but the olives—they're only like, uh, like I'm imagining this is obviously this is radio, but they're not very big, mm-hmm. and they don't seem like an orange. There's like liquid in it, and so you're you can that makes sense to people like juicing it. But right. how the hell do you get all that oil out of the olive? You press Science. it very hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Science. So you're not so yeah. unlike Science. an olive that you would eat. You're not doing the whole thing with the lye. Just it. Yeah, to, we don't cure them. Yeah. You just, you put them from when we harvested, you yeah. press them off immediately. But then what do you do about the pit? Because a lot of the oil is in the pit. Yeah. It turns into You grind the whole thing. You grind the whole thing. You have to come see. Okay. It's really cool. Again, yeah, the, the modern way, sorry to interrupt you, Hillary, the, the modern way of extracting the oil from the, the mash is centrifuge. You kind of spin it out and oil like, you know, think about like, you know, oil and water, right? There's a lot of water in that in that mash, and there's a lot of the sort of like you know fibrous material. Right. But if you spin it, the oil, being lighter, less dense, pushes to the outside, and then it's then it's kind of like, and then science happens, and it's separated from the other stuff. Do you process any process any of yours for uh, eating? Um, you know, my mom will do like a batch, a big jar for home. Yeah. Um, How do you do it? You can do salt. You can do you can do brine. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite was like the salted ones. We kind of like dehydrated with the salt and cure, salt cured. And it's just you know curing any like curing anything else. Yeah. Um, or pickling anything else. We yeah. do a big event in February with Don Landis. He's like the local olive curing master. Mm. So yeah, highly recommend. He has a website that kind of goes into all all things 
making olives, you know, so. Oh, he... we have a giant tree in our back. Really? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> huge. Well, John, you need to get those olives and bring them into Hillary. Yeah. And then get your portion That's of the community, community yeah, share. Yeah, the community share. Co-op share. Yes. Yeah. I just don't know how the hell they get them down, Ashley. Yeah. A lot of them fall. You just go out there and shake the tree. Yeah, let, YouTube. Go watch YouTube videos. <laughs> no. Uh, and the I, I think that um, David David Rothschild, this local, he runs a vineyard management company, but he has those ranks, I think, for hire. He'll, he'll help people yeah. harvest. So big plug hmm. for David here. <laughs> yeah. Shout out David Rothschild. Yeah. Every time um, he's asked to come on the show, I tell him no. <laughs> Well, he always goes, oh, local expert Sam Katuri's here. And I go, oh. all right. Thanks, David. Nice to see you, too. <laughs> he's, he's a good... That's your title, though. I, I, uh, you know. That's your title, local expert? That's, why the, that's the, the, <laughs> the intro to the show that somebody recorded a long time ago. I've known David since he was five years old or something. I was, I was his soccer coach at one point. And make really? him. He used to make him run laps. He was always pain in the ass as a, as a, as a team player. <laughs> He's doing a good job for his his business. So. He's doing a great job. Yeah, He's a good guy. I'm impressed. Good guy. I'm, any like young person that's starting a business and doing stuff in Sonoma and you know contributing back to the community, it's awesome to see. Yeah. yeah. I only say these things because I know he's going to listen. I love it. <laughs> this is so on brand. So, Hillary, what are you doing in your free time? Oh man, I feel. Do you have any? I doesn't feel like it. <laughs> I mean, I guess going to Mexico and you know, uh, no, I think uh, I love reading. My sister Emma is a writer. Oh, the new book out, yeah, right? Yeah, she has a new book out that ha- it's they, they're selling it at Readers. <laughs> Highly recommend. And um, what's what she write the title? Oh she's man, like a, she's actually like a famous writer. Yes, yes, yeah. she is so smart, and she wanted to be a writer from when she was in second grade. She won a writing competition through readers in second grade. I like, always knew. Shout um, out readers books, our local bookseller, yes. great place. So great. So what's the title, and what's it and about? What's she write about the, in general? Uh, I think she writes about the experience of being a girl. So if you're interested in that at all, I recommend. And she's, they're intense. It's intense stuff. It is. I've, yeah. I've tried to read a little of it. I'm like, all right, this is a little intense it for is me. My it's parents intense. read it and her life. I'm sure it's just. Uh, <laughs> we're so yeah. proud of you. We're proud. We think. Yeah. No, it's very. It's like almost. It's so perceptive that it hurts you. You know, it's like, like looking in the mirror. Yes, yeah. yes. But I, I love to read. I love to hike around Sonoma. I like to go out to the coast. What do you like to do in your free time? I, I'm working, and then I have a 14 year old, so oh. I get to drive her around. Nice. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> all of my free time. Is is she's on a swim team, so she's nice. swimming every day, all day. School, that's cool. 4-H. Yeah. What does she do in 4-H? Uh, everything. Yeah. They just painted pots last night. <laughs> She does archery on Saturday mornings. Oh, cool. Um, that is cool. That's fun. I yeah. was in 4-H growing up. We did livestock, and then we learned how to cook casseroles. <laughs> Come in huge handy they, in my Anyone life. that wants to teach like something in 4-H, <laughs> yeah. as long as they can get you on board, then yeah, um, yeah one of the parents will, will take over, and you can sign up for anything. It's but cool. they, they run the parking lot down at the Apple Blossom mm. Festival, the, uh, all that stuff. Whatever they can do to make money. Did they teach her to make cassoulet? 
No, but I attempted that recently and it was a success. It Excellent. just took forever. Yeah, I did it on New Year's. Like New three Year's days. Eve. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I used Julia Child's recipe. And the doc, where'd you get that? A Sonoma Market. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mary's. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that is the source for doc in Sonoma. Yeah. Yeah. And Rancho Gordo Beans. Yes. Mm. I mean, right. must. a must. You have to. <laughs> Absolutely yes. have to. I got to reach back out to Steve Sandow. We talked about him coming on the show. I know. We really want to have him on the show. He's, um, I don't, can we talk about beans for an hour? <laughs> I'm sure that we can talk about beans for an hour. Okay. You, yes. You guys could talk about, you know about anything for an hour. Cassoulet. Just, <laughs> that could be the theme. You guys should make Cassoulet while... There we well, go. John yeah, will make John yeah. Cassoulet. Yeah. And, uh, and go from drinking on the show to eating on the show. There you go. Get yes. those, Evolve. Get all those ASMR friend, fans oh my into God, a deep... We'll have a bunch of freaks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I will bring a pot of Cassoulet someday. Seriously. You got a microwave here? We do. Okay. Yeah. And we'll heat it up. Mm-hmm. Cool. No. Okay, I'll come back for that. Right. You don't have to ask me. Okay, <laughs> bring a bottle of Mavedra. Yes, that uh, is like uh, the Syrah's the Syrah's great too. Actually, yeah, I, you know, and I break up a couple of those uh, duck confits in mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and then serve it. Everybody gets a duck confit. Oh, so yeah. Oh, okay. I'll be there. Well, when mm-hmm. I when I was in France in '87, um, that's the first time I ever tasted it. I had somebody tell me I had to get it. So I got it. And last time we were down in Bordeaux for five days, I had Cassoulet six times. So that's, <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely a fan. I mean, I'd love to make it. I've heard that there's regional, there's very different regional mm. Cassoulets. Like it's a thing. So yeah, don't get French people talking about Cassoulet. You'll be there for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I won't name names. <laughs> All right, let's go through... Everything people got to know today. Yeah, so let's, yeah, let's recap and throw those promo codes. And I yeah, and I want people to come out and join us at the tasting. And um, this will be a blast. Anyone that wants to come pour for me as I'm out tasting, right? <laughs> Who's going to cover? We're Stop. looking for volunteers to cover yeah. for Brian while he's trying the twenty nine. Free ticket to the event if you come pour sixteen six hundred wines. <laughs> All right, promo code Brian sent me. Right. <laughs> um, no, the They're promo code. Start getting those. Yeah, right now. I'm going to get in trouble. Always. Please recap. No, the, okay, the promo code for the actual tasting portion from 3.30 to 5.30, $20 off your $75 ticket, brings it to $55. It's capital letters, RR Summer. Get on it. And then the dinner. Dinner. So the promo code for the dinner is 2023 Roan Gala. Um, sounds like we're going to drink some baller wines and eat some great food. And this is all happening on June 24th, 24th, Saturday, June 24th Yeah, at Klein Cellars. You'll know mm-hmm. it by the sign out front that says, welcome <laughs> Roan lovers. I'm sure it'll be more punny We'll than have that. A, a much better pun yeah. than that. <laughs> Please. <so. laughs> thank, thank goodness. And your dad's going to be honored this year as yes. the person of the year. I mean, I know, so- I think Sandra had won that in mm-hmm. the past. What are other people that have won that award? All the Randall people. Graham, yeah, I Randall Graham, Bob Lindquist. Yeah. There's, it's the whole gamut. That's why I'm and shocked that your dad hasn't actually won this. I, yeah, I totally agree. They took a few COVID. They took a few years off awarding okay. it. So, yes. So Hillary, what rhymes with Rangers on the sign? Don't be strangers. Or Come no. to Roan Rangers or danger. You're quick. Boom. You're quick. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. We'll work with that. Thanks for the material. Yeah, there you go. And yeah. if anyone wants to know who's going to be pouring out there, I got a yeah, whole let's go, list. Let's go to the um, list, and then I have actually I got a great shout-out. Somebody just texted me. So Okay, cool. So yeah, Abbott's Passage is going to be out there at Katie Bunchu, Acquiesce Winery, Adelina Vineyards and Winery, Alta Colina, Bonnie Dune, Broken Earth, Kaliza, Cask Wines, Cass Winery, Klein Family Cellars, obviously, um, Edio Vineyards, Edio Vineyards at Delfino Farms from El Dorado, uh, Casey Graybell from the Granachista, Holly's Hill Vineyards, Hope Family Wines, Kukula, that's the one that I had not had from Paso Robles, Lava Cap Winery, Linquist, Fa- Linquist Family Wines. So is yes. that? So because he's, they coupé. sold coupé. They no, sold coupé. Yeah, it's the no. Oh. Yeah. Linquist Family, they have, a, they have a couple of little like interesting brands that they yeah. have started after in their post-coupé mm-hmm. history. Okay, cool. And then um, Oregon, Long Walk yes. Vineyard in Oregon. Uh, McCon Family Cellars, the Meeker Vineyard. So mm-hmm. I'm totally psyched about that mm-hmm. one. Um, they do Grenache here locally, and I've never met anyone um, from that winery. And I want to invite them to something coming up in the future. Uh, <laughs> Ridge Vineyards, yes. which is amazing. I know yeah. they do Carignan. Mm-hmm. Um, they do and blends. Grenache and yeah. Syrah. Um, Starfield Vineyards from El Dorado. Tobless Creek. Who's coming from Tobless Creek? Do you know? I, I think it might be their tasting room manager. I, okay. I'm i going to try and convince Jason to come. He is like the coolest yeah. person ever. Is, is yes. Darren still working for them? The Okay. He was their kind of sales rep for a while. Okay. He's a cool okay. cat too. Tercero Wines from Santa Barbara. Troon, who... Right. Friend of the podcast. Craig, friend of the Craig podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. He's the president, he's the president of the Rome Rangers. Okay. Yeah. He's awesome. He's oh. the sweetest guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. 16600. Um, Sixteen six hundred. Chris Lost Draw Sellers from Texas. Yes, yes, Texas with the Rones. They love Rone. That's awesome. Rone varieties. Um, mm-hmm. Vigo Sellers, Paso Robles, and then Zaka Mesa, who yeah. I had plenty of their right. wines. Great wines. Um, yeah, totally. It's yeah. great that there's. Um, I love it when there's wineries that are further down an alphabetical mm-hmm. list than Winery sixteen six hundred. So it's great to have <laughs> Zaka Mesa and things. Normally, the so we're not last. Right. <laughs> Don't court dangers. Taste with the Rhone Rangers. Don't cork dangers. <laughs> okay, wait. Court. Yeah. C O U R. Don't cork dangers. Okay. We're gonna keep workshopping this. About it <laughs> I would. I would if long. I were you. I'm just sitting here thinking. So. All right. I threw that in for yeah. Pod Love. All right. Oh, <laughs> shout out to Pod Love. That was John Myers that just gave you that beautiful <laughs> pun that you can now create a bumper sticker with. <laughs> uh, well, I just got a text message from friend of the pod and. Supporter in general, Rob Wildman. Uh, Wildman. Wildman, who just said he left his oncologist's office, and the doctor said that he'll never have to see him again. So cancer, oh, cancer-free shit. in Cincinnati. So shout out, Rob. Ow, Way to ow. go. That's awesome. Open yeah, some good wine yeah. tonight for that for sure. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. It's a good one. All right, so come on out, Rob. Come you're, on out. You're free. Come on out, June 24th, September 17th. Right. Right. <laughs> I think they're going to Italy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, they should. Roger, I'd make yeah. those reservations now, too. So, But, you know, on the theme of Rhone, Rhone Rangers, Grenache Day, Grenache Weekend, uh, six, 15, 16, 17, so, there's going to be lots going on in Sonoma, mm-hmm. including our uh, final Sunday. Yeah, Hillary, we're really? planning a big Grenache Day really? weekend. So, um, oh, You should tell the Rhone Rangers. They'll promote it okay. Okay. for you and and help throw Should we, like, tell, some, tell somebody on the board? Yeah. Okay. Tell, tell <laughs> someone on the board and they can... <laughs> Uh, yeah okay. i'll talk to you guys about it after but yeah okay cool okay <laughs> yeah 
and a private party Friday night that you were cordially invited to. Oh, of, um, thank you. The cool kids and growers and winemakers and um, awesome. Yeah, which you fit into all those categories. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. Especially the cool yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's you know the that's actually my title. Take cool that. Kid. The VP away. <laughs> just I'm cool kid. Nothing against yeah. the rest of your siblings, but you're the coolest. Oh. At least you're the coolest in the, the yes. hanging out with us today. <laughs> oh, thanks. Gee, thanks. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. No, there. I mean, uh, you, have, you're all, uh, have you met my brother, Henry? I don't know if I've met Henry. Okay, he's officially, Ramsey. he's way he's cooler than me. Okay. Yeah, he's so. Right. I know Ramsey. Yeah. Henry has just joined as our vineyard manager. Okay, you, cool. you have to meet him. Okay. Yeah, so. We'll bring this him back. We, could have, we should book a Klein I almost sent him. tasting in here. And we, yes. And we could fill the room with. Yes. siblings and cousins i'm sure and just cousins that's that's <laughs> all who's the whole invited. Place. Yeah. book so, an entire day too many. Clothes for the yeah. day <laughs> as you're driving by can you just pull in to yes yes taste? walk-ins 100 percent welcome how about here are you guys doing walk-ins here if we have space yeah and we're space and, and we're not ignoring people that actually booked yeah booked a tasting um yeah. you know then we're happy we'll to take yeah. people yeah yeah and if they're wearing a tie-dye shirt, right? They're say ready. the magic to. word. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm a deadhead. They told me to come here. We kind of bend the rules. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it the is, rules are meant to be. Yeah, bent. it was an yeah. interesting <laughs> shift during COVID. Like you know, but we've always been the walk-in winery, and we're back. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Well, it's a, back you know, bad. there's the there's the places that you go in, and it's like a bar. And I worked at one of those places mm-hmm. where you're just kind of keeping glasses full, and then. Sort of the new model that started during COVID was like the timeshare presentation where you're sitting across the table from someone yes. and they're staring at you. Yes. Oh, how do I get you into five cases of wine today? Yeah. Um, we don't fit into either of yeah. categories yes. here. For the cost good. of a cup of coffee That's a day. Good. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. There's, a better, yeah. there's a better way to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice people, good wine. Yes. Yeah. That's all, That's all you need. To the rest of it will take care of itself. Totally. Hillary, <laughs> any shout outs for friends and things going on other than Roan Rangers? Oh man, who who's gonna get the love? <laughs> we got the so David many. Rothschild sponsorship of yeah, this we, show. Oh god. <laughs> I don't claim that. <laughs> Shout out I was just at my dear friend Justin Salvador. I was at his birthday in Mexico. It's why I had the coughing attack. So we're gonna shout out to him on his thirty fifth birthday. Right on so, there we go. Yes. I'm I'm shocked I made it, guys. <laughs> well, you can always just blame us. Oh, you told me the twenty second. <laughs> I was I was this close. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. So. Me too. I'm Thank you guys you. so much. It's really good to see both of you, and so nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. Cool. Klein Cellars, Gust, Jacuzzi, and. Come on out and hang out with us at the Roan Rangers. Ancient Vines of I'm assuming the weather is going to be incredibly beautiful and we're going to have a yes. great tasting. In the, and the tasting yeah. is outside as well? It's outside uh, yeah. on our cabana lawn. So yeah, you're going to have to come hang in a cabana. That's tough. I mean, honestly. yes. Cabana living. <laughs> Brian's wife was living in a cabana yesterday. She was. Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, uh, you know, how do you make up for being gone on a sales trip for five days while your kid has got a gnarly cough and yeah. keeping everybody up and not going to school. You get home and instead of sleeping, you bite the bullet and let your wife go to the spot, the Fairmont for the <laughs> oh, day and hang out go. in the cabana. Nice. Well, yeah. you try and stay awake and supervise your child. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm impressed. Good work. What, whatever it takes. Yeah. I was out of the doghouse by by Sunday night. So. Excellent, <laughs> Brian. You got any? 
No, no. I'm just excited for uh, the Roan Rangers. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's great yeah. to have Roan Rangers back in oh, Sonoma. It's so, awesome. Thank you, Hillary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. It'll be good. How long has it been since it's been I think 2000, okay. 2009, possibly, wow. was their last Way event. too long. We, yeah. Hillary, we need to be doing yeah. events Every, Every year. year, yes, yes. We'll right. we'll tie it in with your guys's Grenache Day. Sweet stuff. Okay. That'll be fun. Yeah. So, Sam, uh, hi ho, Roan Rangers. There you go. And you've got a lot of spring releases coming out, and so does uh, we got we got our, our spring releases are at wine clubs pretty much wrapped up. If you haven't gotten your Phil sent me shipment yet, it means you have not responded. It means you haven't responded to several emails and phone calls. But we have your Brian, card Jasmine, numbers. Chris, They'll be Bailey. knocking on your door. You're next. about to get six yes. bottles of Cabernet. Yeah, we're just gonna. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All of a sudden, you have a thousand dollar wine club shipment coming yeah. your way. It's your fault. You didn't answer. Yep. We warned you. Yep. Dealer's choice. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We are the winemakers indeed. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Cheers.